Have you ever asked for a sign from God? By the way, that's not a sin. It's okay to ask him. Now, what you do with the answer might be. I have said that I wish sometimes God would use that billboard across the street and give me a sign. It would say something like, Kevin Sims, this is God. I want you to, and then he'd tell me what he wants. A group of people living a long time ago were also looking for a sign from God. They studied the stars, the writings, the religions, looking for him, and they found him. We call them the wise men. Their journey of faith might sound like this. We, magi of the east, have heard the living God. We have studied for generations, watching the stars, charting the heavenly bodies. We have searched and collected the wise writings from all the nations, and we studied them. We knew in our hearts that we were looking for the living God, the one who is. Do you feel that searching and longing in your bones? The God we seek, the light of the world, would you believe it? He is the one who has been speaking to that little, insignificant country of Israel for ages past. And now, he has spoken to us. How do we know this? He has sent us a star. Not an ordinary star in the heavens. Not a comet or a planet, but a messenger. It came to us, moving across the land. So full of light and beauty and power from God, that we fell on our faces to worship the God who sent it. We searched the scrolls of Israel to find out what this star might mean. The scroll said that long ago, through Israel's prophet Isaiah, the God speaks of a holy king who is to be born of the Jews. This king will restore Israel. And that God said to this king, I will also make you a light for the Gentiles. That is us, beloved, that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Isaiah goes on to say that kings and princes of all the earth will bow down before this chosen one, this servant king. He says that in the age of this king, the glory of the living God will cover the land. At that time, all the nations will come to the light, and their rulers will be drawn to the brightness, and the wealth and riches of the nations will be brought to the city of the Holy One. What do you think of that? The living God, the God of Israel, has made a sacred promise to us to give us this king of the Jews to us. Like a great river overflowing its banks, the blessing of Israel is poured out over us, though we are far away. What a merciful and great God. And now this miraculous star has come to us. The king has been born. The new age has begun. Why are all the nations of the world not laying down their bows and swords and spears? Why is everyone not rushing to Israel to worship this king who has been born to the Jews? We have noticed something. Not everyone can see the star. And sadly, not everyone wants to see it. Perhaps in the end of days, they will. For now, we care. We have followed this star to Israel. We were looking for the Holy King, so we went to the palace. But he was not there. We found only the evil ones there. When we left them, the star met us again and took us to the last place you would expect, a humble home, and a poor family, and there he was. I tell you, we are counted as wise and wonderful and powerful in the world, but we knelt before this infant as humble servants. We brought the gifts and the worship that the whole world will one day bring. Yes, you and I, outsiders though we are, have been promised a Savior, and he has come. And we are promised more. The day shall come when that 
what is written shall be fulfilled. Every knee shall bow, those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that this little child is the Lord, the light, and the Savior of the earth. Earth. That is a promise to hold on to. The promise of a king. It, this, uh, this story of the wise men or the magi is a, is a really kind of incredibly interesting story in it. We don't have the story of Mary and Joseph as they travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem. The, the biblical record is silent on their trip. Yet we have the trip the magi make. And so it, it, clearly there's something there for us to learn. And so we're going to read that story in Matthew chapter 2 starting in verse 1, and we'll read through verse 12. And we'll read this story, and then we'll kind of pick out here how, because I think we see our own journey in the, in the journey of the Magi. So starting in verse uh, 1 of chapter 2 of, of Matthew, it is up here behind me. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, where is this who, who has been born king of the Jews, for we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Christ would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. Because out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them to the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way. And there it was, the star that they had seen in the rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. So we, the Magi come from the east. We know them as Magi or wise men or the three kings. They're, they're called so many different things. But they come from the east. And, and it, you notice this is at a house. Most of our nativity scenes have the three wise men there. That's not biblically correct. This is probably close to two years later that the wise men come. So let, let's look at their journey. First, they came a really long way. They came all the way from the east. It would have been quite a trip in that day for them to come as far as they did. But they came as far as they needed to come to find Jesus. Maybe, uh, maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you took a journey through many different places before you found your way to Jesus. Maybe you had to come through your own efforts. You were working your way to heaven, realized it just didn't work. You couldn't do enough. And so you had to give up that journey and, and find rest in Christ to find Jesus. 
Maybe you, had to, you came from a non-Christian background and had to find your own way to Christ. No one really showing you the way. I know many people who have come to faith through a Billy Graham uh, on the radio or on TV or just by being given a Bible and reading it. They found their own way. Maybe you had to make your way through a religious system that was really more about ritual than it was about relationship with God. Maybe you had to come, maybe you came up in a Christian household. But even in a Christian household, there's a journey that has to take place. You have to make it to where your faith is your own. You're no longer in your parents' faith. You're in your own faith. So it's a, it's a journey that has to still happen. So there are many other ways to journey to Christ. But I think we can see them in the, in the journey of the Magi. We can see how they followed the star. Now... I think it's important to notice that they followed a star. Now, why is that important? Because these guys were astronomers. These guys worked, uh, they, they were looking at the stars all day. They saw something different in their every day. And that led them to Christ. That led them to Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, I didn't follow a star to Jesus. But I did follow a sign That happened in my everyday life. I got, personally, I just got sick of the go to work, go home, play on weekends, rinse and repeat. I just got sick of, life had to be more than that, didn't it? It is. And that's that's the, the star that I followed to Christ. I think each of us has a star that we follow to Christ. It's something from our everyday that stands out. That's different than, 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 than yesterday or the day before. Now, the Magi also meet some people along the way in their journey. And I think we meet these people, too. The first one is Herod. They meet Herod. And, and Herod is deeply troubled, it says. Herod doesn't want to give up being king. Herod wants to stay king. So he doesn't want this Jesus. He doesn't want this newborn king because he wants to stay king. In fact, he, he orders that children under the age of two are slaughtered because he wants to be king. We know people like that, don't we? That don't want to come to Jesus because they still want to be king. They still want to be in charge of their own life. We know people like that. We are people like that. We just, we don't want to give up who's in charge. Herod didn't either. Then we see the, uh, the, the priests. Herod goes to the priest and says, where, where is this going to happen? And the priests say, oh, that way. Now, I'm always disappointed in these guys. <laughs> they don't say, oh, oh, let's go. No, they just say, oh, that way. We know people like this too, don't we? They'll point you to, to church. They'll point you to Jesus, but they don't want to go. That's, that's good for you but not for them. We know folks like this too. The star is the sign God gave to follow to Christ. it's, It's the sign in your life. And it goes all the way to Bethlehem, all the way to the point, place where Jesus is. I want you to notice that it doesn't stop 
where the political center is. It doesn't stop in Jerusalem. It doesn't stop where, where the religious center is, Jerusalem, the temple. It doesn't stop there. It goes all the way to Jesus. The star that, that you're following, the, the star, the different thing in your everyday, follow it all the way to Jesus. Don't, don't just follow it to, re, to religion. Don't just follow it to power, politicals. It goes all the way to Jesus. That's what the Magi did. They went all the way to Jesus. And when they, when they got there, they recognized him as king. Now, these guys, as Kevin said in the monologue, these guys were important in their country. They, they had money. They had riches. They had power. But they dropped it all. They set it all aside to kneel at Jesus' feet. They kneeled to the new king, the king of the Jews that they were looking for. And they're not even Jewish. They're Gentiles. But they follow the star all the way to, all the way to where Jesus is and kneel and worship him. And that's what we must do. We must follow the star all the way to Jesus and kneel and worship him. Can you find the journey of the Magi in your own journey to Christ? The long road you traveled, the sign from your every day that got you started, the battle with who was going to be king, the religious that pointed but didn't go with you. Where are you on your journey? Take, follow the star all the way to Bethlehem. Follow the star all the way to Jesus. I know we don't like to give up control but we don't have control. We're not actually giving up anything because we're not in control. Let Jesus be king. Kneel and worship at the new king. This is a completely different king. He's roughly two years old. So think about the coronation of a king. Does it happen in, in a palace, in the king's court, in the throne room. In our case, our king, his throne room was a stable and his throne was a manger. And his royal robes were swaddling cloths. This is our king. Will you bow to our king? I'm going to ask that you bow your heads and consider that question. You can right now. You can bow and recognize Jesus as king right now. It's as simple as a prayer. You simply say, God, I understand that I need Jesus. I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. So I see my need for Jesus. And so I bow to a new king. I bow to Jesus. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, let somebody know. Come and let me know. Let, elbow your neighbor. Let somebody know that you have a new king. 
That's what we celebrate at Christmas. The birth of a king. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you. And and those words seem so cheap, but we thank you for all you have done for us on that first Christmas day. Help us to understand the magnitude of what you have done for us. Help us to understand the difference it makes in our lives because we have a new king. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.